Welcome back to Ask the Guru, the podcast where we answer those big questions like, who am I and why am I here? What's it all for? Thank you so much for joining me on this quest for the answers. Welcome back. I am so excited to be with you today. It is such a wonderful time of year because this time of year really causes us to go inwards. And it's almost like returning to the cocoon. It's like this opportunity, you know, we see it in nature, the bears hibernating. We're all sort of snuggling on a couch by a fire. This is the way we we tend to envision this time of year where we want to withdraw from the world just a little bit. And, and it's so interesting because our natural inclination is to withdraw, to pull away from the external world and and hibernate essentially. I mean, we want to have stews and sit by a fire and curl up in the blanket. And I mean, this is what our body wants to do. And um, it's in our chemistry and our um, built in, in our, again, innate wisdom within the physical body to be like nature. And we see nature hibernating as it gets buried under the snow. You know, first it prepares for that. It knows it's coming and it it prepares to kind of get buried under this layer. Um, So this is what we do too. And, and then, you know, as we move into spring, we start to melt off the layers just like the earth, and then we get that zest of energy, and then we move into summer. But right now, we're, we're just moving through the, the solstice, which was the longest night, uh, so the darkest night of the year, which is really the deepest introspection. This is the time when we truly are asked to go inwards and to look at who we are, how we've shown up over this last year, you know, some of the things that we've gone through that we've accomplished, and maybe what has risen within us as a desire for where we're going. And it's right around the solstice that we all tend to do that. Again, it's it's natural. It's, it's built into us. It's like that circonian rhythm that just knows when it's night or day and, and causes us to get sleepy or feel awake. And, you know, here we are in the darkest of the nights, uh, feeling extra sleepy around that time, feeling less energized, feeling more like being still with ourselves and going inwards for that reflection to look at ourselves, to notice and and look around. And and we tend to... um, build times to gather around family uh, during these these times of year, you know, thinking about the holidays. This is when we tend to gather the most with family members that maybe we don't see often. Um, sometimes we'll even travel far distances to be with them during this time of year. And so we get to now look into the faces of those people that have known us for many years and sort of see how are we showing up, the reflection, how are they seeing us now? 
And that is a little bit about what I'm going to talk about today. Because as we're on the precipice of the new year, we all start to do that reflection, but then we also set our goals for the new year. We look at who am I becoming? What do I want to see happen over this next year? And we always sort of enter in with some level of enthusiasm. I mean, there's excitement. It's a whole new start. It feels like a brand new, fresh start. And we get to kind of decide what we're going to accomplish over this next year. And so we're always looking at who we are, how we're showing up currently, and who we want to be. Who are we becoming? What are we morphing into? What is the transformation that we're being called to? This is something I think a lot of people get hung up on, especially when it's time to uh, gather around our families. You know, think about who you were when you were, say, 17, and you may currently be 17, then go back to when you were 12, (laughs) or even before that, depending on how old you are listening to this. But, you know, go back to maybe a decade prior or, you know, several years ago, and and try and imagine who that person was, who, by the way, thought that they, they were at the end game. They knew everything there is to know and about who you were and what you were going to do and what you wanted. And now you probably look back and go, oh my gosh, how wrong was I? I can't even <laughs> believe that that's what I thought. And, and look at where my life has now gone. You know, you may have found a, a relationship shifted into a different line of work. You may have children, um, you know, and, and you've taken on all these different roles that now become your identity. And so your identity today may be vastly different than the identity you held several years ago. And you have to imagine that that there's a potential for five years from now or even one year from now that you could be walking in an entirely different identity, playing a whole new role, being seen by the world in a very different capacity and way. To do that, to become the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and emerges the butterfly and the world actually can acknowledge that now this is a butterfly it is no longer a caterpillar and this butterfly can can fly and it has beautiful colors and beautiful wings and so the world acknowledges that see but oftentimes in our lives when we're trying to blossom into something new then we go and say visit old friends or family and the family remembers us for who we used to be and can oftentimes uh, challenge us in our ability to grow because they hold us back. They look at us and have the expectation that our behavior, that our words, that the way that we stand, the way that we walk and talk and all the things will be just like it used to be. So they'll say things like, oh, remember when you did this? You know, remember how you're always late for everything? And that may have been something that you've worked on. And and now you're the person that everybody sees as always being on time. But your family still holds you in that old capacity, in that old labeling. Imagine, think about how, and you may not be familiar with this, um, but, you know, if you are, then this is, you're going to definitely resonate with the 12-step program. You know, so many people uh, in this day and age battle with addictions, so many different ways that we find, you know, the overabundance of desire, you know, of, of a certain 
thing, whether this is food, whether this is alcohol, this is drugs, sex, you know, we, we indulge too much. <laughs> and we recognize that it becomes a problem because it's a fixation and, and maybe we can't really be healthy in a, a balanced way in the other areas of our life. So when we recognize that, then we can go through these programs and these programs can have wonderful success. But the only way that somebody can truly be successful is if they have walked each of those steps. And so each of the steps, and, and anybody that's ever been through the program will tell you that each one is necessary. You can't skip one. You just can't. It's not possible to also emerge successful. Um, and, and even if you didn't know what the steps were and you were healing yourself from an addiction, I bet if you looked over the steps, you would notice that you did some of those things, uh, your, each of the steps on your own. Because it's a natural uh, necessity to emerge into a different identity. And that's essentially what you're doing. You are saying, I am no longer the person who makes those choices and decisions. I'm no longer the person who allows their life to be ruled by this addiction. I am now the person who is experiencing life in this vastly different way. And one of those steps that you take when you're walking that path of, of changing and altering your personality from the addictive personality to the, the person that is free of addiction or makes different choices is to make amends. And to make amends, essentially, you go to those people who experienced you as the person that was the addict. So as the person who was making choices that were 100% or, or significantly driven by the addiction. And you, you, you go to these people recognizing that they were impacted by that person, probably in a negative way. And you begin by acknowledging that you realize you impacted them. You recognize how that was unhealthy. And then you tell them uh, how you're different now how you're making different choices now. This is the new role that you're playing. And now those people have the opportunity to choose to see you in the new role. Now that you've walked them in, you've held their hand and you've said, that's not who I am anymore. So now see me as this person. It, it's like you get to do this little flipping of a switch in their brain and they can see you in this new capacity. And the more people that you get to see you for who you're becoming and the new role you're playing and the, the new view you have of the world and the different filter that is now being utilized to make choices, decisions, etc., you have much more backing. You know, people don't realize the impact that they have on others just through the way that you hold them in your mind. You know, we call it in um, kind of in my world <laughs> in the life coaching speak, holding space for somebody. And so many times we hold people back. We hold them in their old ways. Every time we talk about them, we're talking about all the things they did that were awful. But that might have been last week, last year, last month. And when do we allow those people to be free? and forgiven and allow them the opportunity to show up differently today. 
There's a beautiful parable that um, I tell often about this. It's about forgiveness and about recognizing that somebody can be different today than they were yesterday. And you're holding them in that old persona through your thoughts, words, and actions about them. And, you know, would you like for the rest of your life to have people view you for what you did when you were 15? You know, when do we decide, oh, well, a 15-year-old, no, we forgive those and we can let those go, but not a 20-year-old. Now you're old enough to know. Well, why? I mean, I'm very different than I was at 20 and I'm very different than I was at 30. I mean, each year I become somebody totally new and I pray, I pray that next year I'm looking back and going, what the heck was I talking about? (laughs) I'll be listening to these podcasts like, oh my gosh, you are so wrong. I pray for that. I really do because this is, that's part of growth. We want to see the world from a whole new perspective. And we can't do that when nobody will free us from the past. You know, people will say this often, you know, somebody that's in the the public's eye, maybe they're famous and, you know, they they make one mistake. It it might just be phrasing words the wrong way that were interpreted. And, And because they're in the public eye and supposedly they're supposed to then be better at choosing words, it's... It's amazing the expectation that we have. They're just human beings. And why can't we let it go when they've said, oh, that was a mistake and I see that now and I've changed the way that I think about it, but we will still hold them to that. That's just the way we'll remember. Oh, remember that time that that person did blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we can't free them from it. Well, the same thing is true for you. Imagine if all of the people that you put yourself around, your family, your friends, if they all saw you, not for who you were, even just last year, but for who you're becoming for what they believe you're capable of, for the vision that they see of you in your living your dreams, living beyond what you're capable of imagining. What if every time they talked about you, instead of talking about your limitations or the things that you struggle with or your hardships, they talked about all the successes that you're going to have, that they see you moving towards. Some of you may go, yeah, that's exactly how my friends and family view me. And, and you are one of the lucky few. You are. And so I hope that you recognize that. Because one of the most difficult things that we need to be able to do when we're going through a huge transformation, we're asking for a big change, is to ask ourselves, how do we think the world sees us? If you were surrounded by uh, all of your friends and family, you know, people that you spend, you know, a significant amount of time with, and you could hear their thoughts as they were looking up at you, what would you hear? What would they say about you? What are they thinking about you? And is that the way you want to be seen? Is that the way you want to be showing up? Or do you want them to be thinking different? Do you want them to say, oh, she or he is so courageous and so strong and uh, they, they're so loving, they're so compassionate, they're so kind. What, what is it you want them to be saying about you? to be visualizing and seeing just joy emanating from you and that that you bring that to everybody you touch, love. It's important for us to acknowledge how am I showing up and have I made amends? If I have gone through a major transformation or maybe I'm currently going through a major transformation, whatever that is. And 
by the way, amends doesn't necessarily mean that you need forgiveness in in some way, like that you're asking, that you're saying that you were wrong. That's not what I'm speaking of in in this particular situation. Um, And maybe it does for you, but uh, if it doesn't, that's fine too. What it means is actually taking ownership of your transformation by sitting people down that you spend time with or that um, that you view as quality uh, relationships in your life that you you know give give time to um, those are the people that you want to sit down with and say how do you see me because I recognize that this is the way I was showing up before But I want you to know something because now I'm different. Now I'm showing up in this new way. This is who I am today. And this is who I'm becoming. And can you accept that? Because it is within people, and and they're not bad, they're not wrong, they're not trying to harm you, but we'll think, why is so-and-so acting weird? Why are they acting different? Have you ever done that about a friend? Gosh, look at them trying to, they're trying to be like somebody that they're not. Well, maybe that is who they're becoming. Maybe they're just changing. And we want that same grace from them when we go through our changes. What if we want to show up different, dress different, walk different, talk different? We need everybody around us to recognize. So we want to do that by acknowledging that it's that you recognize that you've changed the way that you are walking, talking, doing. Um, sit them down and say that. Hey, you may notice that I look different, that I'm dressing different, that I'm talking different, that I've taken on these new hobbies. And I just want you to know that I, I have, I've changed a lot and I've grown so much. And this is some of the new things that I love. And it's, it's really changed my perspective of the world. And so this is who I'm becoming now. And this is how I'm showing up now. And when you do that, you give people the opportunity to hold that space for you. To go, okay, you know, I can't argue with that. They're sitting down with me. They're not faking. They're not trying to be somebody else. That's who they are now. And when you own that title, when you say, this is who I am now, there's this this opportunity for you to really step in with some power into that new identity. And it's it's necessary because very often with the transformation of self from the inside, it does show up, up on the outside. We do change the way that we walk and talk and dress and we change our hobbies. We change the things that we care about. And, and oftentimes with that, the circle of people around us has to change too. And this is just a, a natural part of it. And so you may find yourself spending less time with those people that you used to spend a lot of time with moving into new circles, new communities. So back to the parable that I mentioned, uh, I just, it explains it so well. (laughs) It really, really does. Uh, It's something I give to people a lot when they're really struggling with forgiveness and they're holding people in these past struggles that they've gone through and they can't let it go. And they don't recognize that impact that that has on that person. I mean, when do we free not only the other person from that old story, but when do we free ourselves from that old story? Especially if within that story, we were the victim. So 
the more we tell it, the more that we're holding ourselves in that victim mentality, which is really just giving away our power. So this parable talks about a man who is walking through a very busy marketplace. And it was something he did every week. So it was not out of the ordinary to kind of go through this marketplace that he expected to be busy. But on this day, this marketplace was overwhelmingly busy. And he was noticing that, you know, there's people that were just kind of walking through and um, with no real agenda. They They weren't there to get their veggies and fruit like he was. They were sort of pushing their way through and 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 um there's crowds of people and and it felt like they weren't the normal market goers so he wondered what is going on here and i think the first time he was bumped and you know uh, he kind of let it go and just kept going and, and it was probably the second or the third time that he was bumped and he ended up dropping all of his his produce onto the ground and now he was frustrated he really wanted to see what is this all about what's going on so he decided to follow these crowds of people and see where they were walking to. And as he moved through the marketplace, he ended up on the other side where he noticed that they had set up an altar, this beautiful, lovely altar surrounded by garlands and all kinds of fruits and flowers. And people were surrounded. There was hundreds of people gathered around this altar and sitting upon the altar was the Buddha. And the Buddha was doing his prayers and people were worshiping him and as each person walked up he was giving blessings and this is what was promoting the crowd people were waiting to get blessed by the buddha and so each person's going through and this man is just walking through the crowd he's he's pushing his way all the way to the front of the crowd still holding his groceries he gets to the front of the crowd and he's so frustrated and so angry. It had just built up and built up. And he had had all these stories in his head about, you know, all these people disrupting his day and nobody cares about anybody but themselves. And it's all this stupid Buddha's fault. And he was in all of this anger and frustration. So he got up to the front and you know the Buddha turned to him to bless him. And instead, the man just went and spat on the Buddha and turned and left with all of his anger still bubbling up. So even that action, it didn't, it didn't diminish the anger at all. In fact, it probably built it more because it wasn't as satisfying as he thought. So he wanders off and goes home for the day. And when he wakes up the next day, he wakes up sorrowful. It, it was as if he woke up a different person and he, he woke up sad about what he had done the day before. And he really couldn't believe that he had acted that way. And um, so he, he decides to go and make an attempt to repent. He gets dressed and goes back to the market, hoping that the Buddha would still be there. But of course, unsure. Uh, he, he found the same crowds again. Uh, so realizing that, yes, the Buddha was still there, he made his way once again, pushing through the crowds to the very front. And this time, when he stood in front of the Buddha and the Buddha turned to him to bless him, he dropped to his knees and began to weep. He said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. How can you ever forgive me for the way that I acted yesterday? And you could feel the, the love pouring from this man and as he's, he's begging this Buddha for forgiveness. And the Buddha just says, please, please stand up. You know, 
He says, I cannot forgive you. And the man says, what do you mean? Please, I, I need you to forgive me. Is there anything that I can do? And the Buddha says, no, I, I cannot forgive you. I cannot forgive you because you, the man that stands here today in front of me, is not the same man that was here yesterday and took that action. This is a different man. This man does not need forgiveness. And if we could all view the world that way, I mean, even just five minutes ago is gone. And, and I may be able to look at five minutes ago and go, ah, oh, never do that again. I wouldn't take that action. That's not who I am. I don't know why I reacted that way. When do I stop suffering for it? When does the karma stop? Or, you know, uh, when, when can we free people from our past and allow them to transform? How are you currently holding yourself back? Are you that man still suffering inside for his actions that may have taken the day before, or the week before, or years before? Are you still holding yourself in those old labels, those old stories? Are you still saying that's who you are? Or are you allowing yourself to show up today as a completely different person? Are you freeing yourself from those old binds, those old stories and, and starting to tell a new, I'm going to urge you today to get out a piece of paper and spend some time just writing, who am I? Who am I? And, and just write, I am, followed by all of the things that, all, all the roles that you play currently. I am a mom, I am a dad, I am a sister, I am a brother, I am a lover, I am a friend. I am in the role of your job, your career, maybe you have several different jobs, or you may volunteer, you may show up, you know, I am the coffee maker at my church. How do people see you? So because when you show up to a role, and the roles I'm looking for are, you're showing up in one way. So people are perceiving you and having the expectation of you to show up in that role. And so they are now behaving differently. Like, you become a different person when you step into mom role and you're talking to your child, right? The child perceives you differently than, say, when you're in friend role and you are now hanging out with a friend. <laughs> that is a very different relationship and a different you gets to emerge. And then when you're with your lover and, and you're being, you know, sensual and very different. And so we want to really acknowledge these are all the roles. And this is how significant, maybe there's one role right now that is dominant. You know, maybe it is the mother role. You know, sometimes people will have a baby while the baby is young. That is the prominent role. I mean, it's many hours of the day are just consumed by just making this baby survive and taking care of them. Every decision, every choice, you are constantly in that role and, and rarely do you get to escape it. So looking at what are the roles that you're playing right now, how have they shifted from before? And then how do people perceive you? What are some of the qualities that people say about you? And how do just a random stranger, if they saw you on the street on an average day, based on how you dressed, how you stand, how you walk, how you talk, you know, once again, it's, it's just you, uh, not necessarily in any role, you're just walking down the street, but how, how might the world see you? So we tend to have a sense of style, a way that we are showing up. It's like our own, uh, our own role 
the role of you. <laughs> and people will see you and they'll say, um, oh, you know, she or he is fit. They look athletic. They, you know, they look like they, you know, are strong and um, healthy and, um, you know, or maybe they're a business person. They, they look like they're, you know, very maybe they own a business or, you know, we know how we can look at people and we sort of make a perception about, you know, what their life looks like and who they are. How do you think people see you? And it is important that you take a moment and just put pen to paper and write those things down. How do people see me based on, here's the roles I play uh, currently. Here is the way that um, I'm showing up based on things that people may say about me. You know, I think that my friends and family may see me as generous and kind and loving and, you know, helpful and trustworthy, whatever that is. How do people tend to see you? And then how does the world see you? So that's going to be more broad sense, like they're looking at you from a physical standpoint and just making a snap judgment. And just write that down and get a, get a capture of how you're showing up currently. And then from that place, write, who am I becoming? Who am I becoming? And then write, this is who I want to become. Think about maybe somebody that you admire, somebody that you look up to, and uh, the way that they dress, and the way that they walk, and the way that they talk, and how the world sees them. And look at, and, and write, write all of that down, right? This is, who, this is how I want to be seen. I want to be seen as healthy, and strong, and confident, and you know, powerful, and abundant, and you know, affluent, whatever those, those words are, write them down. This is who I want to be. And then think of somebody that embodies that, that you may admire. Like I said, look up to and think about how do they show up when you see them on the street? How are they dressed? How do they walk? How do they, are there some things that you can look at in the way that you're showing up currently and the way that they show up? And you could see how you may want to alter or change the way that you're showing up to now start to shift into your new role, your new identity or personality that you are now emerging as or becoming or wanting to become over this next year. Or maybe, you know, maybe just over this next month. I mean, these, these changes can happen so rapidly. It's, it's truly, if you allow yourself but again, as you start to do some drastic changes in yourself, then your friends and family are going to go, what are you doing? Why are you acting weird? So you need to sit them down and say, you know, this is who I am now. This is who I'm becoming. This is what I've been, I, I've been doing. I'm just finally showing up in the way that I want to. You know, we see this when people are, you know, transgender and they're changing. They, they're saying, now I'm finally just showing up in the way that I want to. My external is matching my internal. Well, the same thing is true for you. You know, when you were young, you, you were oftentimes being guided and, and um, you know, pushed or directed by your parents, by everybody outside of you. You didn't get to make your own decisions. But you can utilize all that information, what you liked, what you didn't like about those experiences, and then you start to sort of, as you move through teenhood, push away usually your same-sex parent, so oftentimes girls at 16, 15, 14, start to really push away mom because they're looking for their own identity. 
They're like, I want to become independent. Who am I? And I don't need you pushing your beliefs on me anymore, right? I want to show up the way I want to. I want to figure this out. And so this is, you know, something that is very, very natural. We all go through these different phases in our life. And at some point, you know, we've sort of stifled that that inner child that was getting directed and pushed and, you know, guided to all these choices. Maybe we need to go back to that inner child. <laughs> Have a little talk with that little you that that wanted to be free, wanted to play, wanted to daydream, wanted to enjoy life, not just work and, um, you know, go through the cycles of life, but to really live it. So maybe we talk to that inner child and say, who do you want to be? What is the role you want to play? How do you want the world to see you? And... The inner child will tell you from a place without boundaries, from a place without limitations, and from a place of pure love. So it's a very good place to go when you're looking for that advice. Oh, man. So I really hope that um, this this little talk uh, in some way is inspiring you and um at the very least, I pray that today you're going to take out a piece of paper and just ask yourself, you know, write down, who am I? You know, take that time to do it. It's incredibly important, especially as we're going into the new year and starting to write a resolution. It's like, yeah, but let me see, how am I currently showing up and how do I want to show up? And, and then that might give you your resolutions because you're going to see the contrast between how you are showing up and how you want to show up. And there's a path there. That there's a path between the two. There might be some obvious steps that need to be taken, right? Some shifts in your choices, decisions. And um, it's, it's a wonderful way to assess, you know, what you're going to do and over this next year to really step into your purpose, your passion. And this is what the world wants from you. It's what I want from you. Trust me, when I say that you want to you want to hold people in your hearts for who they're becoming, you want to see them for what they can't even see in themselves, this is the way I see you. I promise if 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 we haven't met or if we have met, know that the way that I see you is for the magic that is you that you have a divine purpose that is such a beautiful gift and the world is just waiting for it. I am waiting for it. I want you to live fully and passioned in your life and I see you there. I see you living the life of your dreams without limitations and I just need you to join me in that vision. So the message today was, who are you becoming? What is the, the transformation that you are being called towards? That caterpillar turning into the butterfly. It is time. We have waited long enough. It is time for you to start showing up the way that the world has intended. The, your destiny, stepping into it powerfully. And once again, I always, you know, want to remind you that if you do feel inspired by this podcast or like you benefited in any way, please, of course, like, continue to listen. I have, I have many more. Subscribe and please share. Share it with a friend that you think could use this inspiration or maybe is going through a transformation themselves. And remember, I love you. 
that if you feel today is that maybe the whole world is coming down on you and it's just getting harder and harder and maybe it's even difficult for you to love you. Just remember I love you, that you matter to me. I truly do. That, and, and I'm certain that I'm not the only one that you've impacted change just by your mere existence. You have made such a powerful difference in this world and the world is waiting for who you're becoming. You are loved so dearly. Please, make it an amazing day. <laughs> Talk to you soon.